720 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Rosworth. We're now on the stream. Whatever we say on the stream, I always think Matrix. Why? I don't know. We're in the stream. It is a very different vibe, though, show to show. It feels like a different show. It feels like a little more... um, It's like underground. I don't know. Underground? I mean, like... (laughs) Is anything... Gritty. Gritty. Yeah, matrixy. A little more vulnerable because yeah. well, we're not taking calls, so we're also not seeing right. when people call and tell us we're idiots. We yeah. don't see that no, as no, immediately. No. <laughs> I never see it. I I don't. I'm Look, blind. Anytime, so often people will call, just be like, "What's the temperature today?" Oh, that's fantastic. People just call for stuff. I like that. But, I mean, I feel but sorry. For I got to tell you, sir. Anytime it's a quick call because we see when a call comes in. Sure. I assume. They're just calling my producer to say, this person is an idiot. And I, I, because that happens all the time. It does. I'm kind of in, in denial about that. So I think they're calling to say, hey, what's up? Have a good day. I wish yeah. that was the case. Well, Jasmine Cooper deserves that. She yeah, is a fine exactly. producer and a fine human being. Exactly. Right. So we've been talking about um, how we're going to make 2018 very awesome. And uh, in the research, we did um, a lot of digging on this topic. So we're going to be talking about this kind of throughout the week, really. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we stumbled across, and interestingly, it is a piece from The Atlantic from around Halloween. And yet we both found this piece. It's so interesting. You found it like yesterday. I found yeah. it like a week or two ago, which is really interesting that we both found this. But it's about why our brains enjoy fear sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it. It also was uh, something that came up yesterday for me. My niece, who's seven, called and said, "Tia, I, um, so I went ski- I went uh, sledding, and I loved it. I ran into a tree. Oh, it was so scary. I ran into bear. a tree, and then I hurt my head. It was awesome. It was awesome. So she loved it, and I mean, you know, she was hurt, but she was fine. Um, but in terms of the um, fear factor she loved i said was it scary she said yeah but then i did it so she was really proud of herself that she had sort of felt the fear and did it anyway Mm -hmm. even if it meant minor scrapes um (laughs) and bashing but into a tree but she's fine and uh yeah that's sort of what sparked this in me a couple days ago um and for you what sparked it like what i'm just i anytime i see something about fear i'm interested in it because it's always been something i've been fascinated by sure my whole life sure because i've always seen it as a um as a signal always seen it as pain and fear i've always been like signals to me like oh they're because i think they're always covers it's always Uh, a lid on the pot i've always been like okay what's in that pot what is that thing under it you have like a um curiosity and scientific insatiable curiosity about anything that feels like painful or fearful it's been like i want to go to that and find out what's under it because it's never just that it's always something, if it's like, I'm, like if someone says they're like scared of a relationship, like sure. what's really under it is about vulnerability. Yeah, for me, a lot of my fear is control. Okay. I'm afraid of losing control. And guess what? I have very little anyway. So it's sort of being in denial about the fact yeah. that the world happens and that I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I can take care of myself the best I can. Yeah, that's all. But I don't have do. control over the plane, the car, no. <laughs> other people. I'm telling you, Jemby, if ever I could convince you ever to consider skydiving i think it is such an exercise in surrender because there's nothing you can do about it. the minute you're out of the plane there's nothing you can do about the outcome oh boy and it's so beautiful and liberating and such a fun 
Well, that's the thing. The, a lot of the fears seem once you go through them or or look them in the face, um, seem they're gone, and you li- feel liberated, freedom. Totally, from that fear. there's so much space in your brain. Like I didn't, I don't think I realized how much fear I was carrying around until I left it three miles up in the air, and then I was like, oh my gosh, it's been like kind of liberating since I did sure. that. I had a, a boss who was uh, very afraid of flying, so he, he took flying lessons. Yeah. And it, it was gone. Yeah. Because he, he realized like, well, one, he realized the physics and the... the right. But the other thing was, he was like, you know what? It's just beautiful. I'm going to let go. Yeah. And just give it a shot. Yeah. And I, I, I really was like in awe of that and envious, not envious, yeah. inspired. Sure. And um, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think as I get older, the fears get uh not more irrational but they are more more about control because yeah. i think i feel like in the world especially 2017 the slugfest yeah. there's a lot going on mm-hmm. that i don't have control over and so um but it ties into fun like some yeah. of my some of my fears if i could liberate myself from them i could have more fun oh you would have so much fun the minute you landed on the ground in your parachute you'd be like that's awesome i'm doing it again yes. you would you would be super excited. I would also say, I would also th- offer this anecdotal evidence in that I feel like the more stuff I've made myself do to confront fear, the, the in a sense, more control I felt in my right. life. Because you're like, okay, well, I then um, had a choice and I faced this fear. And so I sort of, I can control the pot now yeah. because I know what's in there. I know what's underneath that lid and I can deal with putting the lid on or not. It. Or we're sitting there looking at it, it's not a big deal. So there's this little, another little antidote. Tell me. A guy went to his psychiatrist and said, I have this terrible dream. This is a little story. Well. Had this terrible, terrible dream and a scary monster. And um, he turns around. He's, he's, I'm, he's chasing me and then turns around. Anyway, whatever. I can't see his face. And right before he turns around, I wake up. I wake up. And it happens every night. Mm-hmm. And the psychiatrist said, look. I want you to confront this monster in your dream, in yeah. your nightmare. So he said, okay, I will, I will. I'm scared, but I'll do it, I'll do it. So he, in the next night, he had the dream, of course. And the dream, and then the monster, and finally he said, turn around. And the monster turned around, had this hideous face. And he said, what do you want from me? The guy, and the, and the monster said, how should I know? This is your dream. <laughs> so like we make yeah. the fear huge. Huge, 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 huge. And it's a lot of times, not that feelings aren't valid, but they're not facts and they're right. and fear you know they say fear is false evidence appearing real yeah. f-e-a-r yeah, and yeah. i i would love to believe that and yet there's a difference between believing that and doing the thing that scares me absolutely I mean? it's a great idea a absolutely there's a difference right without a doubt there is it's a great idea but yeah. even i used to be into roller coasters i'm kind of scared of them now because i think i'm tempting fate or some right. weird well i mean i think it's valid that like i too have in a sense um, worry less and, and, but in another sense, worry more the older I get because, because we know what can happen. Like the longer we live, the more we know outcomes that are possible. Yeah. And I think there's, yes, there's truth. It, there's a reality in all of the fears. Right. Like the, in baseline. fact, sometimes some flights don't make it right. back. Sometimes people the parachute doesn't away. open. Sometimes we're all going die. to, right. we're all going to die. Like sometimes things happen. And I think, yeah, you're right. As we go, we have more of those experiences. Right. And so we can say like when to me, I've always found it really cloying and irritating when people go, hey, it's going to be OK. It may not. And no. we need to be frank about right. that. Like it may not. And sometimes things aren't OK. Yeah. We've talked about that before. And and 
Yeah, I don't. I just, I would love to be liberated. That's another thing for 2018, mm. like liberated from some of my fears. Yeah. And well, maybe you could take it on bit by bit. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say start with skydiving. Yeah. So when I was about 30, one day I was traveling a lot for work and all kind of stuff. But then just one day I got on a plane and I was very anxious to the point like I had a stomach ache. I really felt queasy. Sure. I felt very, a lot of anxiety about taking off. And and we took off and I was, I looked out the window and I about fell out of my chair. Something about heights. Suddenly I had a fear of heights that I'd never really sure. had before. Wow. And I, I have, to this day, I have no idea why I had that. But I think that kind of led to skydiving because... I mean, it took, you know, took a decade. Yeah, sure. But nonetheless, it really, it bothered me that I was carrying, it felt like a ball and chain that I was like carrying around and, and things I was telling myself, even casually, like when the sky deck, you know, the sky deck that opened, like, well, can't do that. That's not, that, that wouldn't be good. I like, I have no idea if it'd be good or not. I just decided for myself. I can't have that experience because I would be afraid, but, but it's, it, it doesn't matter how I feel about it. It just matters if I do it or not. Right. And, and. Yes, and the non-judgment, I think, helps, too. It's like, you know what? I don't, like you said, I don't know the outcome. It may be horrible, but right. what it might it be may awesome. be. Right. It's right. a 50-50 and probably more towards the awesome side. Right. You know what I mean? So the first big, big thing I made myself do. Sure. It took a very long time. But years, years after that, I was living not far from Tribune Tower, and I could see the Navy Pier Ferris wheel out of my bedroom window. <gasps> and it... It gave me so so much anxiety. Every time I looked at it, even subconsciously, I was always thinking it's going to roll off its little holders and into the lake. Okay. Okay. If it broke, it's probably not going to roll into. It's no. probably not going to be as dramatic as all that. No. But that every time I looked at it, that was always in my head. Sure. And so eventually, I made myself go on it by yourself. No, I took a young person with me, who I think she was probably about. 12 or 13 at the time who loved it and had no fears at all and i thought i would probably act a little cooler because i felt like i needed to be responsible i felt like that would be helpful that helps me actually yeah when i take my niece and nephew right because i need to be like tough for her but actually she was tough for me yeah and she was really and she knew what i was doing more or less so we get to the top and it stopped for a little bit on purpose uh, no, it just stops sometimes. And it's after like six minutes up at the top. And I, and she starts like wiggling the no, car no, 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 and we're no, shaking. No, 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 no. Exactly what I said. I was like, don't do that. I'm freaking out. Stop, 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 stop. I'm freaking out. And she goes, man, just look. Oh. And I'm like, what? And I realized I hadn't looked down. I hadn't done anything or I hadn't looked up. I just sure. was like looking down and focusing on what could go wrong. And it was like a light went off. And yeah. I suddenly real. I looked beyond her head and what was past her head was a view of Lake Michigan that no one had at that moment, but those few of us up at the top of that car and then i looked to the side and i was like oh my god look at navy pier oh my god look at the city oh my god look at all the boats this other way and it was and it was all that's all she said yeah i've yeah i've had that experience i was in that's beautiful i was in a plane and we were in storm clouds which they call boomers apparently pilots call and and i was terrified and um he but the pilot was navigating around these boomers. We were going really slowly mm-hmm. compared to, yeah. and he's like, "Cause I didn't want it to be too too turbulent." And he and we la- and when we landed, I said, "Oh my gosh, you did such a good ducking and weaving." He goes, "Weren't those boomers beautiful?" Right. What I a was difference! Like, they actually were. Yeah. 
They were beautiful. But we're focused at the time of, uh, is the plane going to fall out of Am the sky? I going to die? Right. Basically the- so the guy that I, I did, when I did, was skydiving, I did a tandem jump. And the guy that I was attached to, um, uh, Sergeant Noah Watts from the Army Golden Knights is who I was attached to. And I asked him, um, have you done this a lot? Do you have a lot to live for? I want, like, I want to jump yeah. with someone who's like got vacation tickets booked, sure. has a good marriage, has to go home yeah. and feed the cat. Like you've got yeah. things to live for. And he stopped me. I was being funny, but serious. And he stopped me and he said, listen, I love me way more than I love you. Hmm. I don't know you lady. You seem fine, but I, I lo- I'm a big fan of myself and I have to assume the same as for pilots. Yeah. They got stuff they want to go home They've to. They've got things. They, they want to live. So, yeah, it's sort of uh, a getting outside myself and looking at right. the bigger picture, too. Like, wait, I'm not alone here. Yeah. These people are, not only are they trained forever and ever, they have lives. Sure. They have people in their And just lives. like everybody in the world, like, wants, they want to get through their shift and go home. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It would be like people, yeah, people thinking, I don't know, you do something crazy on radio or, I don't know. Well, like, no, well no. we heard about that that pilot who was suffering from major mental, uh, mental illness. illness and crashed on purpose. So it, ha- it happens. It happens. And therefore, like, we hear about that guy and we forget about the thousands of other people sure. that do that for it a living. It makes big news. It's very dramatic. I, I once had a mentor who said to me, yeah, your fears are based, it's not like you fear aliens are going to come it's down. It's not like you think, like, the gummy bears are going to come alive right. and that, kill that you would be psychosis a little bit i have you're right fears that are happen sometimes yeah but they happen very rarely right. and look at all the beautiful things that happen and right. the safe thing it's not newsworthy to say no. right 700 flights Lynn. landed really fine i today. wish they would say that that would be a very slow news day but i would love it <laughs> i'd be like this is the greatest news i've ever heard in my life i like hearing the positives nine stuff. million people crossed the street without incident yes 700 I, planes landed I think we should have that kind of news i mean it makes for very boring day very boring day. but i would like it I love when they have those what's good news sections and I more would like who didn't die today section. Like how many people, yeah, were born and how, and these people went on an escalator without an incident. Elevator didn't fall from the shaft. No. So anyway, I think focusing on the stuff that goes right is probably a good idea for me. Yeah. Facing the fears and focusing on maybe not the newsworthy, dramatic right. catastrophes. Okay, but you cringed when I said the Navy Pier Ferris bill. I've never been on there. I'm scared. I've we, only been on that one time. You should go. Yeah, let's go. I'll go let's with try. some. See, I'm better if I have a partner yeah. uh, as someone who I trust that is like, look, Amy Guth is not an idiot. She's not. She's not going to do something that's going to endanger her life. Without, without a really good reason. <laughs> yes. Well, the skydiving was, you had a good reason. I had a good reason. But I mean, if you also think about it, we endanger our lives every day. Right. But what, what could I do to make, like, what is my presence doing to make it? It's just calming. Okay. No, it's a, it's an emotional support thing. I don't think you're going to like. Cause I have no influence over what no, happens on that. But I do better with a partner. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Which is why I like doing radio with a partner too. I feel like if it's all on me, oh no. I know. I need help. I like help. It's a very different vibe to do radio solo oh, than with totally. a partner. I, the first time I did radio was up here three years ago. I thought I was going to die. I did not know. I thought the, the red light would come on and I wouldn't be able to speak. Oh, dear. And then I would fall over from panic. But then I did it. But and then you like, did it. Oh, that was pretty hard. And you hard. trusted yourself a I little did. more. A and little more. more. Yeah. A little more. But there have been times where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... 
And then you have a lovely engineer or someone that yeah. says, listen, you're going to be it's fine. It's going to be fine. It's and a I button. I needed help. I needed right. like to feel like someone had my back. Yeah. And so before I, like when we go on stage and stuff like that, a cast sometimes will say, I've got your back and give you. Right, right. I love that feeling mm-hmm. versus you're all alone. Good luck. You're going to die. Buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I had, when I was trained to operate the, the board in the mm-hmm. studio, um, I was really nervous about it because I've, to me, the the stakes felt astronomical. Like if I hit one wrong button, I'm going to bring down the whole That's station, how I felt. and people are going to be mad at me, and like I'm going to be in fire. Yeah, yeah, like it's going to be terrible. Something's going to happen. It's going to require repair. And it's like, first of all, there's short of like dumping water on the board and shorting it out. There's and not much you can do. Yeah, that can't be quickly fixed by right. one of the very smart engineers here. Right. But also, um, the guy that trained me, he. He knew I was anxious about it, and I kept going, but wait, okay, let me run through it one more time. This and this. Okay, in this scenario, he goes, okay, literally that scenario has happened one time in 25 years. So good that you know it. Here's the mic button. Here's the mic. Here's Here's what happens if someone swears. You dump that audio. Here's this. Here's what happens here. Here's how to fire commercial breaks. Here's how to do this. And then I, I was like, okay, let me run through that again. And he goes, kid, it's not going to kill you. Yes. No one's going to die We're if you hit the wrong right. button. Right. You're going to realize you hit the wrong button because you're not going to hear yourself and then you're going to hit the right button. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I was like, but there'll be dead air. He goes, that happens sometimes. And you immediately, everybody jumps into action and it, it gets fixed. Very fast. Yeah, real fast. It's not, uh, but it, it does, the first time you do something. But it was, yes, but it was helpful to hear, you're not going to die. Oh, yeah. I said that so when I go in for auditions, sometimes there's a youngster because now I'm playing moms, um, and so sometimes I'll have a, a an actor or an actress um, that's in their teens, okay. and they're so frightened. And look, I'm nervous too, but I am I know now because I have done the You've thing, done the thing over and over that I'm not going to die in there. I'll die one day. Chances yeah. of dying in there are very low. So um, I I look at the young person and I say, "This is scary." We're not going to look at me. We're, we're not, not going to die. die in there. <laughs> and then you're like, one, they're like, you crazy. You're lady. a weirdo. But yeah. also afterwards, they're usually like, thank you. That was so fun. They can have a little fun because so in that scenario, I'm not afraid. I really am not. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to die. Because I, yeah, I think that's a good point because I think our brains don't necessarily differentiate between different kinds of fear. Like if there's a spider in your house or if you have like. You know, a SWAT team surrounding right. your house. It, it's all scary. And it's scary. It's just all one node. Yeah. And it's, it depends on what your particular brand of scary is. Yeah. Like if you're really, really scared of spiders, that's valid. Absolutely. It's, you know, so I'm not scared of certain things. Certain things do not scare me. I used to be afraid of any kind of insect that could crawl up to me without me hearing it. I need oh, nothing sneaky. should be able to sneak up Surprise. on me. I don't want to suddenly look down and see a bug yeah. on my foot. And then one day I just sort of got over that. One day I was like, oh, look at that millipede. I'm going to pick him up. What am I doing? Yeah, I don't. I'm not afraid of that kind of stuff. Well, so we all got our we things. all got our things. Good. And I think they shift. Oh, sure. They change. They wear different masks. They do. And I think it's important to kind of let them. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about this now. I got this crap to worry about. Right. <laughs> I got this all. <laughs> but but the important thing is, like, I think we, it's important to not keep telling yourself, oh, no, no, I'm really scared of spiders, when in fact, do, I'm not. And I can't do blank. And I can't. And therefore, I can't. Yeah. Right. That's very important. All right. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here on the stream on 720 WGN. We're going to take a little break and be right back, get some news happening for you, all that good stuff. Back in a bit on 720 WGN. WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here on the stream. <laughs> I 
got another situation. Wow, your headphones just really broke in half, didn't they? Every time. I have this thing where... This is sort of headphones graveyard up here. It is. It so really they, is. They also... pop back in, though. You can pop that back in. Yeah, I will. I'm just kidding. Anytime. You're just like holding it so you can be like a DJ and be yeah, cool about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, here. here we are on the stream. Right. But no. Anyway, I'm going to put it down. Oh. You know what? I just had an idea. What? I, I should think things through before I blurt them out. But nonetheless, I'm going to say it. Okay. Okay. Just now, during Domati's report, when he was talking about the sub-zero temperatures sure. and calling 311 if you need some help, I was thinking about, oh, what about people without phones? People that don't have anywhere to live, don't have anywhere to go. Salvation Army has those warming centers. Okay. Right? And so I was thinking, I'm sure, I wonder if there's like, we could print out the locations. There's like a bunch of them. And, and read them. And just, ha- no, just, ha- we could all, all of us, everybody, print and have a few copies oh, in your handbag. to give to people. So if you find somebody, I mean, sure. I usually keep like a granola bar and something too. Right. So don't just hand them paper. But like, here's a granola bar and some water, but also here's a, if you need a place to be, it's here's very cold today. Centers. Here's the warming That's center. A great here's idea. the close one. That's a great idea. That's an idea I just have. If we all do that and all print them off and keep a couple copies in our sure. purses and wallets, we can help people. That's a great idea. And that's like an easy way to be of service. That's an easy peasy way. I also carry, sometimes I'll carry, um, most of the time, gloves. Like, oh, yeah. do- you know, the dollar store, you can get all kinds ton of stuff. stuff. I, I need to replenish my granola bar supply. Yeah. I usually have a granola just, bar for people. It's just good to do. Yeah. You know, what's little to you could be huge to someone else. Or even... I feel like everybody can give something. That's true. And we should all, we need to all take care of each other be the big ear for each other i love that the big ear um and you know we can't we just can't rely on agencies and no. to do everything we no. need to we need to be responsible for things yeah. ourselves i worked at a social service agency and there were yeah, very limited resources right so we needed help too and i think sometimes we wait for like official sure. things um i've told this story in the air before but i had a coworker years ago who was crossing the street and got hit by a car um, very fast and she got thrown into a bus shelter she lived um, she had a long haul to get back to it I mean she broke a lot of bones but she said the thing she remembered the most was opening her eyes and laying there and hurting so much and everyone was just standing there looking at her and she finally said at, she said it felt like hours finally she said has someone called 911 and and one woman was like oh yeah somebody call 911 she was like i had been laying there i was bleeding i was hurting i couldn't move i couldn't catch a breath and i had to tell them to call 911 yeah so i i that's horrible and i'm usually the person that jumps into action sometimes too quickly I'm like are you okay like it, in the theater one night there was a woman who i thought was having a stroke and really mm-hmm. she was snoring cuz she <laughs> fell asleep during the play apparently she was it was just not laughing. interesting <laughs> and i like jumped up but that's my response because yeah. i don't want anyone to suffer by themselves if I can help it. Yeah. If I can help in some way, I've been in restaurants where I was in a restaurant with my husband where a man started to choke. Nobody got up. Yeah, yeah. That's people the, were talking. I, what do you think it is? Do you think people don't like, don't want to feel silly? No, I think it's people are uh, two things. In their own world, yeah. also scared to get involved or yeah. to enter outside, leave their little world. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, you know, they might want to not be silly, but I I think a lot of people are just doing their own thing. And they're like, oh, he's going to be okay. Someone else will. Someone else will. So what I did was jump up and start doing that maneuver on this guy sure. and, and said to the restaurant, call 911. And you know what they did? Handed me the phone to what? call while I'm doing the Heimlich. And I said, you call. Yeah. I don't know the address here. I can't do and both. so it worked out. The guy was fine. Yeah. 
the paramedics came very fast and took him, but he was talking and breathing by the time they came. But it's like, no, I couldn't believe it. Even during the phone call, you call. No, you what I'm giving. No. So I think it's sort of I think people are also. Yeah, there is a stun factor of like, is this really happening? Sort of a thing. Yeah. Or is this a joke or is this or sometimes I don't know. The bus thing is a little that's horrifying. Oh, Oh, your friend, the bus shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bus shelter. Yeah. She was. Yeah, she was dying, basically. Sure. And they did. She, she wasn't dying, but she was very, very badly injured and needed urgent medical care. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I've, I slipped on some stairs one time walking in the winter. Um, I slipped on some ice and fell. It wasn't, I wasn't badly hurt. I, it really was no big deal, but it hurt for a minute. And I just kind of had to just lay there and just like check in. Sure. And I remember a man stepping over me. What? He stepped, not over my torso or sure, face, but, but like, like over my leg and arm and just kind of gave me a, like a scoff thing. And I, I literally didn't move because I was just like, the way I landed, I was like, make sure everything can move sure. before you move. You're not broken and in just some place. doing a little first aid on myself. And then I was like, okay, fingers and toes move. Okay. Slowly Get move. Up. Slowly. And I was slowly, and people were like, Inconvenience. Not one person stopped and said, are you okay? Now, last winter, though, I stepped on the sidewalk and totally slid like cartoon style, like, and, like straight out. Um, and a, uh, a guy was walking by with his dog and he was a little awkward and embarrassed, but the dog went right to me. Oh, he was on one of those retractable leashes. Yeah. The dog went right to me and was like licking in my face. And I was like, hi, buddy. And I set up and the guy was kind of couldn't look at me, but he was like, are, are you cool? Are you fine? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I just kind of wiped out. I'm okay. And I just kind of like torn up my hands a little bit because sure. I landed kind of on my palms. But it really impressed upon me. Like that dog was a big deal to me yeah. because of the year that I fell. And it, you know, I was sore for a couple of days, but I just remember being so mad at people yeah. and so like disappointed that what am I, nothing not one person could even say, how are you? Right. So I'm like, I say that to say, I'm like you, Jen. If I see someone slip on the ice, I will go out of my way. Come here, let me hug you. You know, I don't, yeah. I, but I also like don't want to touch people no. without their permission. No, I just. I'll like help them up and then I'll be like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Are you right. fine? Right. What do you need right I now? I will really ask. <laughs> I will ask guys. a lot of questions. What's that, Jasmine? So that's called when people like, I forgot what it's called. Um, Innocent bystander. Yep syndrome when people see things that are going on but they don't know whether to react yeah just look and And they assume everyone else is called right right because i remember that um case in new york where the lady got stabbed like seven times and people were watching in the windows and things like that i can't remember kitty genovese that's it yeah all the neighbors saw it in the courtyard but no one called 911 yeah exactly yeah it's true it's totally true that's exactly what it is like everyone assumes someone else or people don't want to quote get involved we've got to take responsibility for everything i mean this is back to the sidewalk shoveling thing that we were talking about earlier right we have to we cannot wait for others we just have to do it and we've also talked about there always has to be a first person person to do it first somebody's gotta like hang their butt out in the wind and do it the um to make anything shift there was uh, a story also about people who are um in trauma and waiting for paramedics Mm -hmm. it increases the likelihood that they will live if somebody's holding their hand that is totally totally true and looking at them and saying you are not alone i i don't even know about looking i think just touching you yeah i had a really bad car accident in uh 2004 and the there was a truck driver that saw it 
and he got in the car behind me. He knew that I needed a backboard. I was very bad. I had flipped and it was yeah. bad. And he knew I needed to be still. And he, I was out for a minute and came to, and I remember how his skin smelled. He put an arm, he was in the seat behind me. He put an arm around <gasps> to kind of hold my shoulders down and then one, the other arm around my head to keep it against the seat rest and he was like talking in super jazz radio voice yes really calmly and he was like you're gonna be okay you're gonna make it i know he's like what do you feel right and tell me can you feel your toes can you feel your legs and i was like i can't feel my right side of my right leg he's like that's fine you can feel your left one though right okay and he just kind of kept talking me through yeah. it I never found him again. Like his name came wow. up in a court case later, but I couldn't, the phone number was, I just want to call him and say thank you. The phone number didn't work anymore. Wow. Um, but I always thought about him. Sure. And I've passed by a dude on the street before with his cologne and I was like, <gasps> like that's you remember totally not him. Your body remembers I, the smell. Oh my gosh, I remember that so clear. I, so I totally believe that is true. Yeah, I've done it. Uh, I once came upon an accident and I was like, okay, this person and the person was lying in the road yeah. and I held his hand and just said, you just simply you, you're not alone. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, we got and I'm you. not going anywhere. Cops are coming like everyone's on their way. Yeah. And I think that's what I would want. <laughs> You need you need to be thinking forward. You, you need yeah. you need some kind of hope, even if it's just for the next couple of minutes. Um, on the other note, though, there was a paramedic. Where was that piece? I can't remember. I want to say it was in the Atlantic. I'll find this sure. and tweet it out. It was okay. a paramedic wrote a story about why he said all the time people look at me and say, "Am I going to die?" And he said, "If you are, I'm going to tell you because I don't want your last minutes to be struggle." Oh my! It was really beautiful. At first, with the first couple of paragraphs, I sure. was like, "That's cruel." I, I don't want you to tell me that because I would only fight harder. But he's like, "If it's for sure, you you have seconds left. You have a minute." He said there was like the first time he did it, it was a motorcycle crash. The guy's bleeding to death. It's yeah. it's minutes away, and he looked at him and he was crying and he was like, "Man, am I going to die?" And he's like, "You are, you are." And that he said the guy just relaxed and he said he went without struggle. Wow. He just he went in a more peaceful way and he said, "And after that, I realized." That was the right thing to do, which I, it was a very moving piece. It wasn't, it was in the last year that he wrote this. I think it was over the summer. It was stunning. It was so Man. beautiful. Man, we got heavy. We did. <laughs> we did. But you know what? That's okay. Life can be heavy. That's okay. I and think beautiful. we should not be afraid of the no. heavy things. That's it, the fear part. Yeah. Like life happens like this. Not all the time. Bad things do happen. And, uh, I mean, we are, we're all going to go. And, and sometimes I think we're quick to say things are positive and negative and good and bad. You know, like, um, sometimes they're, they're just, they just are. Yeah. Even something that seems bad, like, like, like a, a, a death or something. Yeah. Sometimes no, blessings come out. Yeah. Sometimes oh. like relationships get healed oh. after decades of stuff. And sometimes like, well, that person, like it was very peaceful in her last moment or whatever. Beautiful things. Like, be, it's not always yeah. just like, no, it's, it's hard. It's a lot. Yeah. It's challenging, but it's not necessarily like no. this sucks. And my husband will always say, look for the good and the seemingly bad. And if I don't see it, assume that I just can't see it, but it's still there. Oh, well, that's nice. So stuff comes, you know, good stuff comes out of this or, or just important stuff. Important stuff comes out of, um, seeming, tragedy or real tragedy but yeah it, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine when um when you when someone goes how are you what's going on and you give them an update and they immediately come back with that's awesome or that sucks yeah like let me just have it yeah don't judge my yeah my my experiences like even on a small scale one time you and i were doing an overnight yeah 
and we were, I think, starting. We were in for Patty. Yeah. So I went to my regular yoga class, and the dude next to me on the mat was like, "Hey, what's up?" Like he's my friend, so I said hi, and he was, and I said something like, "I can't get too chilled out because I got to go to work after this." He goes, "Man, that really sucks." No, it's I'm like no, it's really fun. awesome. It's fun, and he was like, "Why you have to work late?" And I was like, "Well, that's your." That's maybe your job would well, suck at night. That's about your experience. Mine's awesome. Yeah. Like, what are we playing, oh. Jasmine? There's ominous music. <laughs> that was frightening for a second. <laughs> Speaking of fear, well, I um, know horror movies, and I, I know that means the killer's about to walk in here and chop oh. off our heads. <laughs> oh boy! Now that would be challenging. Yeah, that that's would be a real challenge. That might I might say that's negative, but I'm saying yeah, I'm not too quick to say something's negative or positive. I think most things are, few things are are purely positive or purely negative. It's There's, all, there's yeah. a lot of it's all grist for the mill and it's and everything is just kind of what it is you don't necessarily have to constantly be saying no. and labeling this is good this is bad right. you can just be like do i feel okay right now good what do i need i'm doing my best right. we're all doing our best man i'm raising that you know what a million years ago we started this talking about this piece in the atlantic about fear we didn't get very far well we we, we did we not, did but a whole different piece but we did talk about fear but yeah let's continue with this article well so it breaks it up it okay. uh it 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 talks about why we would want to scare ourselves on purpose yeah and which i think is really really interesting and it's about i mean indeed the at surface level um a lot of times thrilling activities can have a hit of dopamine yeah, attached that's what to I was it say dope we love dopamine and there's that natural um high from like a flight or f- flight or fight response but i think too there's a there's another hit of dopamine on the back end that's a, the slow drip of it that's mm-hmm. kind of like I did that. Yes, I felt. I feel like that after I fly. Yeah, I'm like I did that. Awesome. Now I'm. I'm. I feel proud of myself. Does it change each time since flying's like a repetitive thing? No, I feel the same after every. So it'll start from zero each time. Yeah, go from like zero yep. anxious, and then I can, and then have I've overcome. Gotten, it's 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 changed. It has shifted a little bit. It, it's not as intense because I have worked on it. Okay. But definitely, I always feel the dopamine after. I definitely do, regardless of how the fi- flight how, of my anxiety is. I feel like I've accomplished something, and I feel proud of myself. And I think that that releases chemicals of like, ah, yeah, I'm cool. I did good. You know, I was reflecting on this um, in the last week, probably because so many people I know are traveling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize I don't know if I have like an over an overbelief in in the transformational part of travel or what i and it but it's not superstitious i just feel like um there is some kind of value in like i need to check in with people before i take off mm. not because i think something's going to happen necessarily but i i find myself always doing that as i'm sitting there at the gate waiting to take off before we power off our phones i'll usually send a couple of text messages hey taken off to so and so that's cool. I don't know why I do that. And I realize how strange that is. No, it's not strange. I think it's strange. Why do you think it's strange? Because there people in my life don't do anything near that. They'll just go. And you'll be like, oh, you're in oh, another place? Like, I do all kinds of things. I'm like, listen, here's where I keep the... Here's <laughs> No, I, but I do check in too. Not to say, oh my God, I love you if I never see you again. It's more like... For me, I'm leaving a place. I'm traveling. I'm in the air. I'm sort of in this weird zone. Why not check in with people? I don't know. I don't think it's weird, but okay, I hear you. you. Yeah, I, I, I've come across some people that just don't do that. And it's like, 
Oh, you're in well, Canada. I had no idea. But, or wherever. Right. You're. And also, flying is a big deal in that we are in a giant metal tube in the air. And it's an event, whether it's we're scared of it or not. We are sort of traveling across time and space, like sure. the Twilight Zone. So I definitely feel like it's a, a sort of a no man's land. It's And we're being, it's a trans... Um, it's a transition. We're in, right. and I think it's good to let people know where you are also. Well, that too. I mean, I think that's part of it, right? Like yeah. I live alone and if, if I, like something happened to me, it might take a couple days for people to catch on to that. No, not me. Not you. Cause we talk all the time. I'd be like, what's happening? I'd go over there, but, uh, but you're right. When, when, but even my husband might not notice for a couple days. Like, I haven't seen that lady in a while. Where is Ooh, she? Remember that story about five years ago about a, a guy, this poor died man, in his office. died at his cubicle on a Friday afternoon, was like the last one. People were like, you know, Sia, whatever his name was, Larry. Don't work too late. Oh, boy. And then they come in Monday and he's all still there. They he's, were like, oh, he actually died Friday afternoon. Nobody knew it. Here's the weird thing. That's that happens all the time. That's tragic. I've read it. I've read about it. People who pass away die die at their desk and not discovered and sometimes if it's over break for a week oh so let's not let's hope that doesn't happen well the good news in the business that we're in is that it's there's always someone here so we <laughs> there couldn't. is always someone and they would push us aside and say okay <laughs> next something calling them can i have goose time slot now that she's right. dead right. <laughs> and be like that right. but yeah no that that it's good to let people know where you're where you are part anyway. of it is logistics part of it is i just want to I I think okay so back to skydiving for me. Yeah. For that one, I did leave a couple of notes behind. They okay. were on my dresser. Just like a couple of people I feel like I needed to say something to if I didn't if for some reason because then I could be fully liberated that if it did go south, I know I've said those things. Sure. Um and then my friend had a list of just like, you know, I am doing something risky right now. So if it goes south, here's my brother's phone number and here's who to call. Here's this person here, you know. Yeah. And also there's some letters here. Hold my keys. And also like if I don't for something happens. Sure. Like mail, make sure these letters get mailed. Wow. There's that. What did you do with them after you kept them for the next time you skydive? Well, no, they'll be different. Oh, okay. They've changed. I mean... I mean, I kept, I like stuck him in my file yeah. cabinet because one day I'll be like, <laughs> to my little brother, I'll be like, look at this crazy thing I wrote right before I jumped out of a plane that was real sappy and dumb. No, sappy and lovely. No, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to um, let one, let people know where you're at and let people know uh, your feelings about them, regardless yeah. of jumping or no, skydiving. And, I mean, and before like an international flight, I feel like really, I really need to. Okay, I'm taking off. I'm going in part. Yeah, part of that is I'm going to be in a different time zone on the other it's side gonna, of the world. Things are. I'm in transition, right? And I'm going to be transported to another place, and this is where that place is. But I, yeah, there was one flight where everybody was busy at that hour, and I couldn't really get anybody to respond, and I felt kind of sad about it taking off. Is when I went to South Africa. Yeah. I took oh, off. That's like a fifty-hour flight. It's twenty-one hours. Yeah, it's a long haul. No, and I was just. I felt kind of like sad that yeah. I didn't. You know. I have all these rituals. I have all these rituals before I take off. And I love a landing, though. And even though, quote, people are like, landing is more dangerous or yeah. wh- whatever. I'm like, I'm getting closer to the ground. I don't care how I get there, yeah. but I know this is over. When I used to really struggle with fear of heights, I would, I could see out the window and be like, okay, I could make it if I fell from this distance. <laughs> I could make it if I fell from here. Okay. I could make it, definitely make it if I fell from here. Yeah. And I would like negotiate yeah, it with you myself. Negotiate, yeah. Whatever you got to do to get through. I, whatever makes, gets you through the night. Yeah. I say do it. Also, it helps me if someone is more afraid than I am on a flight. I was just about to say, 
that was a big turning point for me. After I really did a lot of work on the fear of heights, there was a woman, we were on a pretty turbulent flight, and this woman was really upset. She was near tears. Yeah. And I just kind of like reached over and patted her arm, and I was like, we're going to make it. I know I've got a lot to do. I'm sure you do, too. We're going to make it. It's going to be fine. her so much. I don't know if it did or not. She I just, bet it did. She was like white knuckle the whole time. She was very anxious, and I was like, I, w- I wanted to say, and if it is our like there's nothing yeah. we can do no yeah that doesn't help in the moment but yeah. it helps it, it has helped me to come to that conclusion myself yeah but i i people have done that for me and it really helped i mean the person can't be like get it together right we're gonna be fine yeah. but if someone is like you know turbulence is and they explain it to me it actually helps in the moment there's that I usually will get like the in-flight Wi-Fi because I'm, you know, catch up on a little work right then, something like that. Uh-huh. But I also like to have Twitter open because I feel like if it's about to go south, I'm going to send a tweet and be like, I love you all, bye. Yeah, right. <laughs> this this is no good. Right. Love, Jen. Goose out. Yeah. That's my last tweet. That right. is your last right. tweet. But I was tweeting about turbulence one time on a flight and uh, um, a reporter that I know said, you know, you got to just embrace it. There's literally nothing you can do. You can't take the wheel. And even if you did, you wouldn't know what to do. Right. You make it worse. Oh. Things would go south real fast. My last, I don't even own a car. Why would I drive like fly a commercial aircraft? My last tweet would be, I told you <laughs> like that. No. I told you so. No, it wouldn't. I would just there say There used like, to be a website that was devoted to people's last tweets. Because really? Twitter's old enough now that you know. Okay, that yeah, that's a little sad. But yeah. there's also a service that you can like leave to executors of your social media to turn last messages live. I don't really? think that's, that's, there's nothing wrong no, with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't need a website that shows me people's last tweets, I don't think. That's a little. Some of it's kind of interesting and morbid. Yeah, some morbid. people knew they were going and some people didn't and just right. like, I don't like the, didn't and it was kind of weird that was like, oh, that's spooky. That was his last right. tweet. Um, I don't mind the, like the social media will, like I would be like, no, that okay, I don't mind at all. Jen, Jen, you have a password yeah. and like my brother's got a password. Yeah. And if I go turn this, turn this key and essentially this will post to Facebook and this will tweet and let people know like those are my last things. That, I don't mind I'm that at that. all. No, no, that. it's very clear. Yeah. Very uh clear and uh streamlined. Maybe. But also like Ah, uh, what's the word I want? I don't want I wouldn't want it to be self-indulgent either. No, you just want the facts. And like your how you feel, but not too much, not too like, and then one day I noticed, you know, like a whole, well, even then, like, I can only guess how I will feel about, you know, I don't know. I'll be dead. I'm not going to care. Right. I don't know. Right. If it's possible to haunt you, I'll visit. I like ghosts. You know, I would check in if I could. I would love to be a ghost. And I hold slowly. Later, roll, later, <laughs> later, 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 much later. No hurry. No, no hurry. No hurry. But like, you know, I say that to one friend of mine. I'm always like, okay, well, if I, you know, die today, I'll, I'll visit you. I'll, you know, I'll check in if I can. I don't know what's on the other side. We always like joke about that. Yeah. None of us know. It's part no. of the deal. No. And I don't, I mean, who knows? I think I'll be dead and I won't care. I'm not going to, it's not going to even be part of my. I just want to haunt people in, in my nightgown, like floating around. You want to go like OG classic ghost, like Casper situation. <laughs> The friendly, I'd be Jen the friendly ghost. Sure, you would. I wouldn't do it. I, I'd try to be helpful. Yeah. I'd be like, like you've been looking for your keys for like right. two hours. I was dummy, say, they're right here. Yeah. They're in the door. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, there's a lot of fears, but you know what? I, like I was saying, 2018, I don't have to be ruled by my fears as much. Mm. I really don't. That's None a choice. 
it is i need to make no one can do it for me and if nothing else we can just say what would happen if i didn't if this wasn't scary to me what would happen that I would have so much freedom. I would fly to South Africa. I would fly, maybe not South Africa. That's You'd little, love it. Yeah, it's I know. Beautiful. But like, that's a long flight to start with. But I would. Here's the trick. You got to yeah. take KLM or American slash British Airways because they stop over in Europe and you have a long time to go play in Europe before you get to Johannesburg. Yeah, that's smart. Don't I mean, do like I did because I had a quick turnaround. I had to do the show Saturday night and then I had to teach Tuesday morning. Wait, on your way home? Here? No. It, when I went to South Africa, I had to do a show Saturday night. And then I had to be in front of a classroom Tuesday morning, and it's a 21-hour flight. So I left early Sunday, but then you have to sit in Dallas no. Airport for a while. Yeah. So I took the quickest, most direct flight, and that was like through Senegal. You stop for fuel, right. but you don't get off the plane, and you keep going. And um, yeah, that was a long time to be in an aircraft. I was getting a little stir-crazy at the end, and I had like stuff to read. I had but yeah, then, but then the Kindle battery dies. There's nothing to plug. No. So you're just like I've been staring at the seat for four hours. Yeah. Right. No. 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 No, no, no. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure out a way for Gen B to. But you would fly. love it if you could get to Cape Town. You would absolutely I love would it. Love it's a to beautiful, go many place. places. I mean, even you know, flying to New Orleans can be a, a, a traumatic event. So it's not. But even, you've been to Europe. You've been to Prague. I have that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when I was in my twenties, I was so dumb in a way, like just in that way where I was dumb at twenty four, yeah. that I wasn't afraid. I was like, whatever, let's party, let's do it. But now, as things have happened in my life, yeah, I, I I know what can happen, but that doesn't mean it should stop me from living my life just because I have life experiences that I have been, been hard for me. Because it would be terrible to put on your tombstone. Gen B, managed to avoid all those no, things. No. You know, you don't want that. No, I really don't. So I'm going to work on that for 2018. Producer Tom Hush told me right before I jumped out of the plane, we were texting and he goes, dude, if you go, I'm going to tell people you went like you meant it. I'm like, good enough. Right? That's a great thing to say. Yeah. He's like, you would have gone out in a very Amy Guth way. I don't know about that, but wearing yellow. Goof no. out. Goof out. Yeah, yellow, no. But the goose, but the brave part, yes. You only need to be brave for eight seconds to jump out of a plane. The rest ain't up to you. Oh, interesting. You just, you, all you have to do is walk to the back of the aircraft and then you're out. That's it. It's about eight seconds long. Wow. It's pretty fun. Anyway, our time is up already. Already? For the show, not in this life. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to go uh, back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. That does it for us on the stream, but we shall be back here tomorrow. In fact, we'll be back tomorrow 10 to noon on the air in the Showcase studio and then back up here. And then back on the stream. Back on the stream. Noon to one tomorrow and Wednesday. Yes. Yes, indeed. So it has been a pleasure and we shall see you next time here on 720 WGN.